Hey, you'll soon be able to build a Lego version of everyone's favorite workplace, Dunder Mifflin. (laughs) Yep, the office is now a Lego set. You can recreate the rooms, including the reception area, Michael's office, Jim and Dwight's desk island, Phyllis and Stanley's desks, and the conference room. There's even a Lego version of Angela's cats and and cat and Kevin's pot of chili. Do they have uh, uh, the bosses... um World's greatest boss coffee mug, though. I hope so. They need that. Yeah, it hits stores October 1st. Plenty of time for Chris and for Christmas. I guess you can pre-order it already today if you're like, oh, that's the perfect gift for so-and-so. A Lego version of The Office. I can't believe, like, you, you still haven't seen it, right? I've watched a couple episodes, but everyone says you have to start at the beginning. So you, you're kind of lost if you show. don't start at the front. But, but the real-life scenarios... I mean, you'll you'll just be like, oh my gosh, do they put cameras in the radio station office? <laughs> How does this sound? You're more rested and the boss gets more productivity out of you. Coming up, this could be the secret. How does this sound to you? You get a nap at work, so you're more rested, and the boss gets a more productive employee. Too good to be true? Japan is testing, get this, a stand-up nap box. People in Japan are working such long hours, they'll try to sneak a nap in the bathroom. And they're saying this is more sanitary and supports your head, (laughs) knees, and your rear end so you don't fall over. But I can't for the life of me figure out why why does it have to be a standing nap box? Why can't you lie down? I do not understand this. I looked everywhere. (laughs) I scoured the internets, Kev, and I couldn't figure out. Why is it a stand-up nap box? They don't want you to get too comfy. <laughs> I guess that's it, yeah. It's a nap. Just a, a quick one. Not a full night's sleep. It's funny when uh, I think about adult me, if adult me could talk to teenage me and tell teenage me what you're going to be spending your money on in the future, I'd have been like, no way. Uh-uh. Ain't no way. Tell you what, tell you what we're doing next, the next home improvement thing that we're going to be spending a little Uh-oh. bit of money on. Yeah, it's coming up next. So do you ever think uh, if older you could tell younger you about the stuff you spend money on, (laughs) younger you would laugh at you and go, hi, old man. (laughs) Like, I don't know, four sets of braces. Do you think you'd get a thank you from any one of those kids? No. All you get is whining and complaining. Wait, can I get these things off? When can I get these things off, right? (laughs) I need to call my dad and thank him today. Yes. Thank your parents for putting you through the torture of wearing braces. Yes. So, but but here's what I'm uh, what I'm dealing with right now. Uh, back during the the lock in, remember everybody was doing like home improvement projects. Yeah. Everybody's oh like yeah. Stuck it was home, like all the nesting rage. Couldn't go anywhere. So one of the things that my wife did is she really focused on our backyard, including getting some landscaping put in in this nice little patio area in the back. It's got like stone all around it. We got patio furniture for out there and a little fire pit. It's a really nice little area. But she thought, I'm going to put an indoor-outdoor carpet out there because those stones hurt your feet when you walk on them barefoot. Okay, we'll see how that goes. I was not 100% on board with this because from my perspective, if it rains, it takes forever for those things to dry. And that's what basically has happened is it would rain and it's kind of a shaded area. It would never dry. And now the carpet's just nasty. So we're getting rid of carpet. And now the big idea is we'll put in some of those, I don't even know what you call them, like stepping stone rock things, like flat... Pavers. Pavers, yeah. Mm-hmm. Pa- we're, now we're doing pavers. Usually you have to hire a professional for that. And I have to say this was my idea, so I'm kicking myself for it. 
But I was just like, hey, how about we get some of these pavers? And I sent basically like, I don't know, cinder blocks (laughs) that were like $2 each. Uh And Tracy's like, that's a great idea. Here's what I'm thinking. And it looks like the Bellagio, which what she wants to put out there. (laughs) So somewhere between cinder block and marble from the deepest caves of Italy, we'll find a... We'll find a happy, a, medium. A happy medium, I guess. But my point is, if, if went back in time and could tell like 15 year old Kev, who at 15 years old, I was like, man, I'm going to have a Corvette. <laughs> and, <laughs> Got new pavers. Right. Instead, Ooh. instead, not so fast there, Sparky. You but gotta, aren't they lovely you pavers? Get pavers for the backyard. <laughs> You ever do that, Taylor? Sit back and look at stuff that you spend money on as an adult and think teenage Taylor would laugh at you? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Like one of the biggest is, this is so embarrassing to admit, but one of my favorite things about moving into our our house that's our new to us house Mm -hmm. after 19 years in the same house is we had the garage floors done and I just think there's the most beautiful garage floors I've ever seen. <laughs> and if you had told the 16-year-old version of me, you're going to get excited about garage floors, I think I would have said, you're insane. Right. Maybe I, I am. Glenn but... and I ate dinner out there the other night just so we could look just at them. Just so we them. could gaze at them. All right, so uh, I want to brag on my son, Kyle, for a minute. He is really just, I love seeing how much he grabs the reins and, and takes care of people. I think that, that that's how he was raised. Like, you know, you've got some sisters, you've got your mom, you've got to look out for these people. Um, his girlfriend is starting a new job and her job, um, I'm not going to go into the details, but she's riding the bus to her job and it's downtown. It's a pretty good bus ride. And she was a little nervous about taking the bus ride and her job starts in just a few days. She recently had root canal. Recovery is not going well. The last Aww. thing in the world she wants to do is do a test run on the bus route. So Kyle went and did it for her. It's like an hour Aww. long bus ride where the, all the way into downtown. I bet you he filmed a lot of it for her so, so she would know what to yeah, do. Yeah. Yeah. So he went to like the little park and ride area that she's going to have to go to. He mm-hmm. got on the bus, rode the bus all the way downtown. I thought that was really cool. That's so sweet. I love that. Those yeah. things help. Like I've watched videos like that before. I need to go park at a new parking lot at the airport or navigate an airport I've never been to. Mm-hmm. And then once you get into the situation, it feels familiar, even though all you did was watch a video. Yeah, I just thought it was super sweet, very chivalrous and uh, slightly old fashioned <laughs> that he looked out for it and he did that for. It. I thought it was really cool. Kev, remember when we first discovered Wordle, thanks to our producer Griffin, yeah. we played it for the first mm-hmm. time live on the radio? Well, if you jumped on the Wordle bag- bandwagon coming up, it just got kicked up a notch. Hey, did you jump on the Wordle bandwagon? Our producer mm. Griffin is still doing the five-letter puzzle for, every day. for about two days and realized I'm awful at it. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely have to have a couple minutes. I think it's smart to do it because it helps your brain. It exercises your brain. Well, Made mine hurt. <laughs> things, things just got kicked up a notch. Wordle is being turned into a board game. Huh. Hasbro is partnering with the New York Times, which owns the popular online word puzzle. You know, yeah, the guy sold it already uh, <laughs> to create Wordle the Party Game. Mm. It's one of Hasbro's fastest launches. It took the team less than a year to create it. And then the game finally comes out just in time for like Thanksgiving and Christmas. October 1st mm. is the release date of Wordle the Party Game. So, you know, there's going to be like one or two people in your family are going to be so psyched mm-hmm. to play that and everyone else is not because the people that are really good at it 
are going to want to play. Right. And everyone else is going to be like, mm. nah. hey, I think uh, Home Alone's on TV. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you, but uh, I, two and a half years later, I still do not like Zoom. It's not my thing. I can go on and on about how uncomfortable <laughs> it makes me, but... I will give you a tip. For the first time in my life ever, I logged into a Zoom meeting early. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm never early. I'm usually like right on time or a couple minutes later fumbling. Get on early because it is pure entertainment. And I'll tell you why in just a oh, minute. Okay. So I don't know about you, but I just still do not enjoy Zoom. And there's a couple of reasons. One, I don't like the pressure of being on camera. Like I'll reapply my lipstick and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, I don't like, you know, having to worry about what my hair looks like. Second... I don't have any kind of fancy schmancy setup like other people do by now. I just have my iPhone and that's it. Okay. And so yesterday I had to hop on a Zoom meeting. Um, I had just gotten out of physical therapy for my wrist because mm-hmm. I broke my wrist back in April. And I, I'm in a parking garage and I prop my phone up above the steering wheel And that's my big Zoom setting. (laughs) And for once in my life, I logged into Zoom early and I got in there before the host. Ooh. And it was so fascinating because at first I I could hear the host's voice, but I couldn't see him. Yeah. And then I heard him. I I finally was like, oh, there he is. And I got this split second view. He it looked like kind of a ratty office behind him. And then it all of a sudden it switched to looking like he was in this glamorous, beautiful, architecturally spot on <laughs> home. And I, I totally, I couldn't resist. I called him on it. I go, wow, that was so cool. I love your background. And you can tell if someone has one of those because their hair will disappear if they move just the right way. Yeah, if they move their arms, yeah. you'll see like a black streak and, um, or something. I yeah. said, wow, mm-hmm. I love your background. And he got it from like some big architectural site. And <laughs> I said, it looks like somewhere where you live. And he goes, yeah, this is my taste, isn't it? <laughs> but anyway, it was just so fascinating because I honestly, I promise you, because I'm so technology challenged, mm-hmm. I would have really thought that was his house for sure. But it, but I had seen this ratty, junky office behind him. Huh. Okay, if <laughs> so you got to log on early, people. It's if you so entertaining. Are like Taylor, and you don't like Zoom calls, and you fear them. I'm going to give you a tip on how you you can you can absolutely win your next Zoom call. I don't care who it's on with, if it's with the boss, coworkers, whoever. This is how you win the Zoom call. I'll tell you about it next. We're talking about Zoom meetings, and, and I've got a tip for you. This is how you win. Your next Zoom call. I think I know what you're going to say. I don't care how many people are on this. It could be just like a couple or it could be like a full staff of 50 or I don't know what the limit is on how many people can be in a Zoom meeting. But here's what you do. You first sign. I don't like to have the camera on the whole time. So when you first go on, you have the camera on. And it's just you. And then you say right before the meeting's about to begin. Oh, guys, do you want to see my dog? And you have, I wrote it down. I was right. <laughs> and you have you have your document. Now I have greyhounds, so they're not people normally don't see greyhounds every day, so they're pretty cool to look at. So I'll have Lucrezia, our white one with the black spots. I'll have her run over to me and get on camera, but you're like, oh my gosh, I love your dog so much. Oh, I want a better, I want a better. And the meeting will start. Mute your your video. Go to just the silhouette thing and leave it like that. When the meeting ends, people will say, can you please, please, please bring your dog back? Can, I, can we see your dog before we go? You will be the most popular person on the Zoom call. You don't even have to have, a, you don't even have, to have any input on the meeting. You don't have to say anything. People just want to see your dog, and that's what they'll remember. They'll be like, remember that Zoom call when 
Remember that Zoom call with Taylor had her dog on? Remember that Zoom call and Kevin had, had his dog? Wasn't that cool? You will win the Zoom call. And That's once again, ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Avery making everything in life a competition. <laughs> Does make life more interesting. <laughs> how do you feel about the economy in general? And how do you feel about your own personal financial situation? Well, according to a brand new survey, close to 60% of people rate the economy as poor and 30% say the economy is just fair. But when you ask them about their own family, they have a lot sunnier outlook. Close to 50% say their personal financial situation is good or excellent. And close to 40% say fair. Just 17% say they feel poorly about their own financial situation. So it's kind of interesting the different perceptions we have depending on what you're talking about. The economy in general or your own personal finances. Yeah, I think we all personally tend to be optimistic. Like, yeah, things are a little rough right now, but we'll get through this. You know what I mean? And that will give you, I think, personally, people will tend to be more optimistic, optimistic than about the collective, right? Hey, you want to feel closer to the one you love? Coming up, the happiest relationships have these four things in common. Hey, do you want to feel closer to the one you love? The happiest relationships have these four things in common. Number one, they text less. The mm. quick check-in text is great. But you really should not discuss important issues in your relationship via text. Number two, they share household chores. Makes you feel like you're on the same team. Number three, they do small acts of kindness for each other. Really helps you feel valued by your other half. And the final thing the happiest relationships have in common, research shows people who consider their spouse as a best friend are almost twice as satisfied in their marriage than people who do not consider them to be their best friend. So real quick, Taylor, bullet point those three three things to successful relationships. What what are they again? Uh, yeah, there's four. Text list. Um, they share household chores, small acts of kindness for each other, and you also are you consider your spouse your best friend. All right. So you heard the list. What do you think of that list? Anything you'd add? Anything you'd take away? What works for you and your better half that you would say this is the secret of our success? Would love to hear from you. Hey, Nate, we're putting together a list of stuff that we think, uh, you know, helps make for a successful relationship. What do you want to add? Intentional time with your spouse, always actively listening to what he or she has to say, and then always being there and doing random acts of kindness with your uh, with your wife or husband. Now, is that is that something that you've needed to learn over the years? Were you always an active listener? Well, I have been married to my beautiful wife, Lauren, for seven years now. Those are things I had to learn. Mm. Some the hard way. <laughs> you know, we always had to uh, make intentional time for each other, especially with how life gets busy. So, yeah. Wow, that's strong. Good advice. Thanks for calling, Thanks, Nate. Thanks, Nate. Hey, Becky, so you have a good thing you want to add to the secret to a happy relationship, a happy marriage? I've been married 37 years, and each disagreement is not a cancellation. Oh, tell us about that. When people get into a fight, they kind of think that their friendship or relationship or whatever is over, and they don't know how to say, okay, we agree to disagree, or we're going to move forward, or we're going to find a better answer than either one of us brought to the table, whatever, whatever it was. And so there's a way to move forward after a disagreement. Ooh, that's really good strong. One. That so is good. a good one. I love it. Yeah, that it's not it's not fatal, it's not the end, it's just a disagreement. Right. You're going to you're going to assume that you're going to stay together and it's going to work out, but you just don't know what that looks like yet. Hey, this is your guaranteed to put you in a good mood story of the day. Good. 
This little girl named Charlotte lives in Memphis, and she lost her mom to brain cancer after a long battle. Her mom had five surgeries in 11 years, so uh, Charlotte wasn't used to her birthday being a big deal. You know, it was really more about mom's health. Well, her sister, who's 20 years older, Chloe, um, has taken over. She's Mm -hmm. raising her baby sister. Okay. And when she was turning eight years old, she invited all the kids in her sister's new class at school to a big party. Only one child could come. Only one RSVP. And so she expressed her disappointment on social media. And do you know that all of a sudden moms from nearby and all over volunteered to help with the party? And they said, we'll bring our kids. One woman even brought her horse so there could be pony rides at the party. No kidding. It ended up being this ginormous Mm. party, touched both Charlotte, who had her first day without sadness in a long time, and also her big sister, Chloe, who didn't feel so alone as she is left raising Charlotte on her own. Mm. Isn't that such a great story? I mean, that's what it's all about. Love that. Ah, technology. It's great until it's not. And uh, (laughs) my sister was trying to Venmo me last night. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't believe what caused an alert on the system. Like, wait, we can't process this. I can't wait to tell you the story in just a minute. You know technology. It's great until it's not. For example, when I got to work today, my desktop computer will not turn on. Mm. It's just dead. And everybody, Taylor tried it. Griff was like, move, move over, silly girl. I'll try it. He tried it. I was like, move over, both of you. I'll try it. Nothing. I no. plugged everything. I mean, I plugged everything. Turn it off. Turned it on. Does nothing. Prayed it's over it. Dead. Yeah. <laughs> did you did you pray over it? I have not, but I should. I did. Didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I emailed our IT guy, so hopefully he'll be helping me out. But here's a great example of technology being great until it doesn't work. And this is so funny to me. So my sister and brother in law and her two sister two daughters come over for dinner last night. Mm-hmm. And she's doing that stubborn thing that a lot of people do, like you are not treating us this time. We've got it. I'm like, no, we'll place the order. We'll pick it up. We were picking up uh, Cuban food, at these awesome Cuban bowls. And so she's like, well, I'm going to Venmo you money for at least half of it. And I was like, I finally, you know, you don't want to argue anymore. So she did the Venmo thing. And you know how in Venmo you can put the note of what it's for. Mm-hmm. And she put Cuban bowls. Well, it got flagged by Venmo. They're like, for security. I said, oh, they think you're trying to pay me for Cuban cigars or something illegal. Right. <laughs> so they, she had to like go into Venmo and they're like, can you please tell us more about what you're reimbursing your sister for? What is this? And she's like, Cuban food, like as in rice, beans, and plantains. From now on, and just don't clarify. Just say food. Finally, it came through. But yeah, I, I think they have certain keywords hmm. that flag it, and they probably thought somehow <laughs> some cigars were coming my way. <laughs> so if you go into a store for a specific item with your better half, who's more likely to dawdle and spend time wandering around the store, and who's more likely just to get down to business Get what you need to get and get on with your life. My wife and I had that situation yesterday. And uh, let's just say I'm not the one that wanted to go up and down every aisle. We'll talk about it next. Okay, think about this. When you and your spouse go to run some errands and maybe you have a set list of stuff you're going to get, who's more likely to wander up and down the aisles? Who's more likely to dawdle? Now, I do have to say in my wife's defense, normally it's me. 
Normally, I'm the guy that wanders off in Home Depot, right? I'm the guy that at Target, but usually at Target, you can find me at the 70% off rack. Mm-hmm. That's where I am, looking at the odd size stuff that no one bought. But you don't a, say, hey, babe, I'll be over at this rack. You just no. disappear. Then she, Tracy does so not rude. like it. I'm yeah. the guy buying the the Christmas sweater in July at <laughs> Target. That, that's me. But yesterday, we went to one of those big, uh, it's like a grocery store size place, but it's just for pets. Um, and we went in to get cat food and dog food. That's all we were getting. Like 45 minutes later, we're coming out with dog toys and dog treats and dog bandanas and oh my. all kind of stuff. And it, and it wasn't me. This time it was not me. It was my wife. I got one thing for Marco. I got him a little squeaky toy that turned out to be a bad idea because he tore it apart and ate it. And uh, Uh-oh. it came back for a visit at about two o'clock in the morning. No. <laughs> <Yes>. Ew. <laughs> No. <laughs> but I'm wondering, uh, if you think about it, Taylor, who's more likely to wander off? Cause it is, and is this a guy-girl thing? I'm thinking it's the guy that's more likely to wander off than the gal. How's it go down with you guys, with you and your better half? Hey, Lori, we're talking about uh, going shopping with your better half. And uh, who's more likely to wander off and get lost just browsing up and down the aisles? Is it you or is it your fella? It's funny because when you pose that question, I started thinking, well, which one is it? And then I'm like, wait a minute. We've been married two and a half years and we've been shopping one time together. <laughs> I was just going to say that about me and Glenn. We, I thought, are we the only couple that we try not? We just don't shop together. Neither of us like to shop. So one of us will take the hit and go run the errand. And that one trip where you did go together, who wandered off? I don't remember. Remember, because it was early in our marriage, we got married the day before the shelter in place, <laughs> and it was in the middle of a pandemic, and we leaned into Instacart and Amazon, and we didn't turn back. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and the one time we went shopping, we were newlyweds. We were inseparable. Aww. Aww. Holding should, hands in the Home Depot. You should give it another trial uh, run, see how you do now. Well, there, we've got five kids between us at home, so I don't know that shopping as a family is all the dogs <laughs> You'd come home with without someone. When we left, there we were have, seven of us. We only have six now. What's happening? That's right. Yeah. <laughs>